Gennaro Rewind, hosted by Matt Namofsky. Hello NRL fans and welcome back to the NRL Rewind podcast. I'm your host Matt Namofsky and welcome to our Game 1 State of Origin 2021 preview. I'm here with Chris. Chris, how are you, mate? I'm fantastic, mate. Looking forward to Wednesday coming up and, you know, hit hit now. I'm expecting the Blues to win. Can't wait, mate. It's going to be a Blues whitewash here. We're going to go 3-0. We're going to have all the try scorers. We're going to hit some multis. <laughs> it's going to be a good night. That's the way. All right. So just wanted to hit a nice quick podcast here, obviously releasing this the week of Origin Wednesday night. So just wanted to kind of go through a couple of things here, look at our predicted lineups to what we, you know, got some hit and misses that we had. Uh, a couple of things we're looking out for in terms of the battle within the game. And then we'll get a bit of a prediction and a couple of cheeky bets for the punters on the weekend. So let's start it off with the predicted teams. Now, I'll go first because mine isn't as good as yours. For New South Wales, uh, if we're counting Angus Crichton, Tyson Frizzell and Ryan Pappenhausen would have got selected. I picked 14 of the 17. Pretty, pretty decent. We did the New South Wales teams uh, round eight, I think. So well, well and before a lot of the other podcasts started doing some predictions. You, on the other hand, 17 from 17. Liam Martin, the core, the core of the season. How, how, how do you do it? I don't know, man. I feel like with the form of the Panthers, you could have just easily looked through that forward pack and just picked, you know, any of them, to be honest, and just chucked them in there. I reckon it would be just been straightforward, you know, pretty easy to um, select them. But uh, I really did appreciate your Mitch Barnett um, sort of uh, pick, Matt. It would have been cool to see, see him in there, you know, you know, side like the Knights, it's a bit hard to, to stand there, but, you know, he is a very good good player. But, um, yeah, I'm just happy that I was able to predict all 17. But <laughs> it's more about the way that it's lining up now that's very interesting. Wouldn't you agree, Matt? 100%. 100%. And for the Queensland team, uh, so I got 15 out of 17. You got seven, uh, 16 out of 17. You missed out just on Joe O from the Tigers getting the, getting the late push call up there. But we did call... Uh, you did say if Ponga was not able to be fit, you would put Valentine Holmes to fullback. And I did pick on the wing, putting Kyle Feld as my next man up. So I think we were able to get that pretty pretty cleanly there. We did a good job with our predictions. Uh, and I think, like you said, it's, it's going to be an interesting game to see how it all lines up here. So let's just cover a couple of quick things we're looking for in this game. Also, we'll do our predictions at the end, but I'll start off with my first one here. I'm really looking forward to Valentine at fullback. I think the form that he's been with the Cowboys, you know, the Cowboys are an improved side from the start of the season. Since Val has gone to the back, he's really kind of elevated his game. Really excited to see him in a, in a really strong Queensland pack. What are you expecting to see here from Val? Are we going to see a continuation of his Cowboys form? Or do you think the stage might get the better of him at the one? Nah, I think Val's previous experience, we've seen the way that he plays, you know, on that sort of origin level. Yes, it was on the wing, but... I'm not sure if you remember, Matt. Do you remember that one time he pretty much dolphin dived and intercepted that cutout ball? Do you remember I that? Remember. I can picture that. I don't know. I couldn't remember who threw it. I can picture anyone around it. I just saw this little man named Valentine Holmes. He just flew through the air and just cut off, you know, the Blues hopes of scoring that try down the side. It was, you know, his efforts, you know, throughout the origin is, I could almost say it could replicate sort of the Dan Gagai effect. Um, but the way that he's been playing at the Cowboys it's just so great to see him in full flight. Like he sweeps around so well and he just gets, I don't know what it is, but he always seems to always have room around him. So when he takes on that line, 
it's so easy for him just to throw that that step, throw you know that cutout ball. He just has all those options, and I think he is the best sort of replacement for Ponga. And the other sort of choice would be you know um, Brimson. But yeah, you can't go past Valentine Holmes. He, he is, you know, that X factor. I'd say if he's back there, he could really tear this sort of blues defense apart. Yeah, I think you said it well there. The, the slight acceleration that he has off the mark and his hands, his, sli- his slider hands, he can really get the ball out nice and quick, you know, in and out, or he can throw that long cutout, like you said. I'm really excited to see what he's going to do sniffing around the middle to play the ball. He's a fantastic support player as well. We're starting to really see, you know, the Valentine Holmes from the Sharks when he did leave the NRL a couple of seasons ago. So Val at the back here, if Queensland's going to win, we know he's got to be one of the best couple of players on the field here. So it's going to be very interesting to see what happens there. What's your one, mate? What, what, what's something that you're looking out for in this game? Uh, I guess the next thing that I would probably look out for is probably that sort of hooker battle that um, we're going to see via uh, Damien Cook and Harry Grant. See, I did predict Harry Grant. I think he would be the best sort of player there. Um, what I like about Harry's Harry Grant's sort of play style is he picks the best time to run. Um, Damien Cook does the same thing, but I don't know, Matt. For this year, what, what do you think of Damien Cook's running game? Do you feel like it's been stunted, or do you think he's just down on that confidence that – remember last year when you had him – I think you had him in your draft team, or was it the year before, Matt? The year for, before, year before. For draft, the year before. And remember how – we would always expect, I don't know, at least 10 runs from him. I just don't seem to see that in his game anymore. What do you think? Yeah, he's got an over-reliance on giving really early ball to Reynolds, Littrell and Cody Walker. I think maybe it's just a style of play that Wayne Bennett really wants them to play, you know, through their halves and through their forwards. But like you said, Damien Cook, you know, as as close as a couple of seasons ago, was their most dynamic runner out of dummy half. And when the new rule changes came in last year, who was the one player we all said straight away, that these rules were in our favour. We all said Damian Cook, you know, the speed up of the play, the ball, the six again rule mm. was, it looked like it was made for Damian Cook. And we, we, we've seen it in little flashes and stunts here, but we're still waiting mm. to kind of see Damian Cook really put a month of footy together where you just go, wow, he's easily the best hooker in the comp because there's a competition now. And like you said, probably the best hooker in the game who can buy, buy his time and pick his spots is Harry Grant, mm. your man. He, he effortlessly, you know, if there's a marker who it's one meter to the right or to the left that he should be, Cook run. Oh, sorry, Grant runs and just takes the takes those meters straight away, and he's always looking for his support player. So it's going to be a fascinating mm. battle because I think Damien Cook is going to need a run in this series. You know, yeah, I think he's got to run. I think he's got to really control the game and you know have his crisp service. You know, he he's been up and down this season. There's no doubt about it. But I think in this forward pack and you know with the halves he's got, he's got a very good chance to turn it around here. Mm, mm, definitely. Yeah. I mean, with Harry Grant, like he's, he's very deceptively strong. Wouldn't you agree? Like when you, when you see him on the field, man, those, those broad shoulders, I feel like he could carry quite a few of them forwards on his back, you know, and just throw that sort of offload, you know, to maybe like a monster running through or something like that. Yeah. hundred percent. You know, he, he's, he looks broad, but he's also like when he is around the forwards, he does look quite, quite um, small in terms of stature. So you know, when he does get run over, sometimes you kind of hold the breath to go, is he going to get up? Is he going to be holding a limb <laughs> as he gets up? But yeah, he, he's tough. And what we saw last year, you know, you know, he came in, uh, you had Jake Friend starting and he came in right after that first punch of the game was out and he was able to just exploit those uh, tired fours for the Blues. And I think this year from the jump, you know, it's not going to surprise me at all, you know, in the first four or five minutes, 
he does a couple of cheeky looks out and dummy half to see what he can see. You know, he might be able to, you know, doing a couple of early runs and really put in his mind, okay, so I feed he's not removing that quickly or Gerbo's kind of sitting mm. back on me. And, you know, 60, 70-minute mark, we're going to see those tendencies come out on him again. So I'm really excited to see what he's going to do because Harry Grant's one of those really smart, you know, like Cameron Smith was. Cameron Smith was a very smart player in terms of how he used his body and used his speed. Uh, early on in his career, I think Harry Grant is also doing the same thing here. Yeah, yeah. If you were to say out of the two, who would be the first to throw throw a dummy and you know borrow of the line? Who are we who are we putting our money oh. on? Damien Cook or Harry Grant? Grant. Grant. I think Grant. Yeah, I think I'd, Grant. I'd say so. Within the first three sets, we're seeing we're seeing a Harry Grant run that's going to like really test and bend the line. I like you know Damien Cook's. I think going to let his forwards get a little bit of a roll on and get some nice early ball to Luai, especially to make sure Luai feels comfortable in the arena. But to mm. me, Grant is going to be eyes up footy straight from the start. And, yeah, it's not going to surprise me at all within the first five minutes if we kind of jump off our seat where Grant's kind of trying to poke through the line. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Let's go on to my next one here. So my next one is the use of the bench forwards and how, how each team is going to kind of utilize their bench here because I think it's going to be very, very interesting. New South Wales selected a team that, you know, on paper, a great, great team, but I kind of look at their bench. And especially in Junior Paulo and Payne Haas, two guys I preferably would have liked to have started. I think they're they're guys that can be out there from minute one. Really, you know, two very big bodies can absorb the impact of that first 15, 20 minutes, can throw a couple of offloads. I'm going to be interested to see because, you know, Jake Jaroyevich is a guy who can play some really big minutes. You know, mm. and Murray on an edge. I'm interested to see he's going to stay there the whole game. Tarek Sims, obviously, a new arena for him. And you've got Isaiah Yeo in his first start. So this New South Wales forward pack, you know, no questions because they're all great players, but I just, I'm interested to see how Freddie's going to utilize them because we did see in the last couple of years, you know, your Nathan Browns and your Isaiah Yos and your Payne Haas got really weird minute numbers for what they usually get. So I'm interested to see there. And from the Queensland side, I think it's the opposite. They're starting their best forwards and they've got some really good change of pace, you know, just standard forwards on the bench. So what, what's your thoughts here in terms of the forward battle and how the bench is going to be utilized here with the forwards? Uh. I, I can sort of see where, you know, Fitler's trying to come out with the sort of forward usage, you know, using Jake Trevojevic in the front sort of prop um, position really helps to settle that um, defense. Daniel Saifiri can really focus on, you know, just muscling his way over. And then Jakey can just focus on, you know, playing that sort of rough and tough defense. Um, Cameron Murray on the edge. Now, we, we spoke about it previously, Matt, where some players do work better in that lock role and some on the edge role. I've never been a fan of Cameron Murray on in the second row position, so I'm surprised to see, you know, Brady Fittler putting Cameron Murray there. What, what do you think, Matt? Cameron Murray in the second row. I think, you know, he he just really wanted to get Isaiah Yo in the 13 jersey. I think he thinks mm. Cam Murray is one of his best six fours that he can put on the park, and there's no disagreements here. I think he is one of the best six that New South Wales has. Um, but I think he really wants to have Isaiah Yo there, like you said, to have that synergy between Cleary and Luai, you know, really get the combinations going. And, you know, it's going to be a guy like Luai, it's going to be very important. And I think we'll talk about it a little bit more in a second, but we've got to make him feel comfortable as a New South Wales team. We've got to make sure he's going to be able to play his game. And a guy like Isaiah Yo giving him some good link ball, I think is a perfect way. But you're absolutely right. Cameron Murray in the middle of the field can take those short little dart runs bend the line, get the quick play of the ball. On an edge, mm. at the moment, he's potentially lined up against Dave Fafita. It's going to be a very yeah. interesting battle. You know, Ken Murray is not used to the edge. There's a little bit more space out there. You know, he's got to do a little bit more lateral than he has to do in the middle. Whereas Dave Fafita, that's his home. He, 
he lives and breathes that yeah. edge. So it's a very interesting battle, and it could be a battle that decides the game one. Yeah, I'm, I'm, my prediction is probably they're just going to use Cameron Murray quite as a sort of um, hole runner, I guess, but not get the ball to him. So just sort of to direct David Fafita away because Cameron Murray is deceptively fast. I think, you know, when they do the sort of out the, out the back um, balls to the, to the fullback, um, yeah, Cameron Murray is just going to run those sort of lines and just really deter the, the defense away. So, but um, let's, let's talk, let's talk about the biggest point that neither of us predicted Tarek Sims mm. in the second front row uh, for the blues. It, the fact that I didn't hear, you know, other commentators, even you and I talking about Tarek Sims being anywhere in this team, I think it really threw us quite off. Uh, what, what do you think? It's hard because he's been playing some good footy this year. And I think obviously the big thing we need to talk about here is the number of injuries, you know, Angus mm. Crichton, uh, you got Tyson Brazil. Ryan Madison, you know, there might be questions about his concussion. That's three guys there that you would have probably penciled in before the series. You know, we're up to our, you know, we're playing a Kerr Murray and a Tarek Sims, an unproven second row combination like we did last year with our centers. But Tarek Sim, I think, is one of those guys, you know, Freddie seems to really love that bit of grit in a player and a bit of mongrel. And that's exactly what Tarek Sims is going to give you, you know. We've seen the number of charge downs he has this year. He's an effort player. He's going to be able to make all those one percenters. So, to me, it's it's definitely a Brad Fittler pick. You know, this was a looking back, you know, even like a Laurie Daly team or a Ricky Stewart team that we've had in the past. I don't think Terry Sims sniffs this team, but just like you said, Freddie's got a definite playing style, how he likes to use his forwards. And, you know, Terry Sims just seems like one of those guys that breathes effort, effort you know, will always play 110%. So, yeah, I, I, don't, I don't see him being impact, I'll be happily, you know, taken aback if he does score a double and put some big shots on in game one, but it's an interesting one. And Freddie's obviously got a plan here, how to utilize him. Mm, mm, fair enough. All right. Let's move on to the last point here, mate. What, what, what's the last thing you're looking for here? The last thing I probably would be focusing really intensely, particularly for the, the first game is the inclusion of all the Panthers sort of plays into this team. Now, I, if any NRL fan right now who's been watching, we all, we're all seeing how the Panthers are pretty much recreating, you know, the way that the NRL should be played, you know, you know, up and fast, you know, full of confidence, you know, flair all over the park. You know, there's a reason why they've, I think they have one of the longest sort of win streaks in NRL history at this point. You know, I, I don't know what the number is, but I'm fairly certain the last time, you know, they, they had experienced a loss was probably like the grand final. I, I honestly can't remember at this point when they last time lost, but uh, I think we're all looking forward to seeing how or whether they can really transition the way that they're playing at club level to the New South Wales sort of origin um, spotlight, because it's not going to be a smooth transition as most people think, you know, New South Wales plays completely different to how a Panther side would play. The, the pressure is going to be different. Uh, the tactics are going to be different the opponent's going to be a lot tougher than, you know, an NRL club level. So whether they can, you know, come to this sort of team and and have that same confidence is something that we really need to be, you know, um, looking out for. And whether it is going to be the sort of key to carrying us over um, beating the Maroons. What about you, Matt? 
Yeah, it's yeah, it's going to be very very interesting. Just on on the winning streak, it's the second highest, it's the second longest winning streak to start a season in NRL history. Only only behind the ninety five Manly Seagulls, so twelve straight. Obviously, they lost this week, but take out the grand final loss, they were on a streak of twenty five straight regular season games. Ridiculous, unheard of. So, and you know, you picked the core players out of that side here. You know, your Lua, your Cleary. You've got Isaiah, you've got Lee Martin coming off the bench. And even on the other side, you've got a Kurt Cable who's in there. So this Panthers mm. side is stacked with talent. Appy Coruscant is the 18. If anything wants to happen here, he would be the man to come on, on a foul play situation. So, look, I think it's going to be very important. Like I said, I think the big thing for New South Wales here, you got stars all over the park. You know, a Brian Toto is going to do his job. You know, a winger is going to get the ball, make some meters. He's going to be comfortable. He does that every week. I think Jerome Luai here, you know, a team that's expected results, you know, Nathan Cleary hasn't really proven it yet in origin, in the origin arena. So there's going to be inherently pressure on him. But Luai is the guy because you've got a guy like Jack Wyden. And we have seen in the past, Freddie with his uh, 5'8", especially in Cody Walker. If he's not happy at halftime, he's not he's not scared to pull the trigger and, and do a cut. Mm. So, you know, if Queensland's winning 18-0 and Luai's not having a good game, expect Jack Wyden in the six. There's no question about it. Freddie will make that call. So I think that's going to be very interesting that first 20 minutes. I want to see a lot of ball in Luai's hands. I want to see some unders. I want to see some quick ball out to the second row. And you know what? His best aspect of his game is his running. I want to see a couple of little darts, you know, off the left foot, off the right foot, where he needs to go. Because I think he's our most important out of all the Panthers in the team. It's important we get him acclimatized into the origin arena quickly. Mm. I think... The other thing I'm looking out for is his shot kicking game to build pressure. I, I find with a lot of halves, when they do panic, they feel the need to sort of score a try on every play. I, I want to see him, you know, cool, calm and collected. And if he can get the ball into, you know, that dropout area, you know, get that repeat set. I'll be more happy about that than him attempting to score a try. You know, pressure will, you know, lead to tries it, it, it's a well-known fact in any sort of nrl game so if i can see him bring you know that short kicking game to the origin level perfect because in my opinion he has one of the best short kicking games in the nrl like anytime i see him kick that ball into the the goal zone nine times out of ten i've seen it lead to a dropout like every single time I, i've seen that it just makes me so happy and it's what six points in super coach so that's why i love looking out for them as well <laughs> yeah it's a, it's a great point he's got a very nice short kicking game clear he's probably got one of the better long kicking games in the comp you know a very nice cross field kick you know that little stab across the field for a tall second rower like a Tarek sims uh but luai that nice little dribble into the end goal to get the repeat set you're right it's something that we've got to really focus on as a new south wales team here to get to get that to get that right here now, the other question, Matt, is like you raised it before where Fittler isn't scared to sort of pull them out if they're not playing well. Knock on wood, if they do have a shocker, the, the Panthers don't sort of, you know, bring the sort of spark they respected. They, they collapse or they just didn't have their best game. Game two, it's a must win. Do we persist or do we sort of put in someone like Jack Wyden um, to start it off? I don't think Freddie can lose two series in a row. I think, you know, okay. I, I think he's going to be trying to win every game. He's not going to be looking to build partnerships and see, you know, roll with it and see if it works the next week. Mm. I think he's going to, you can't lose two series in a row in origin these days, you know, as a coach, especially 
a guy who had some success like Freddie, he's not going to want to go two, two series in a row down here. So I think if the Panthers boys don't really perform, mm. I could see Tupo back in. I could see Jack Wyden to the six or Cody Walker to the six. I could see Cam Murray back or Victor Radley back to the 13. I could definitely mm. see all those in play. So I think it's a, it's a huge game for some of these players here. Yeah, definitely. All right, so let's let's go in a bit of a prediction and, and a tip here, mate. So we've kind of hit the big points of what we're looking for. Obviously, it's going to be a great game. Let's start it off. We obviously both think New South Wales is going to get the victory here. Do you have a scoreline for us here? How close do we think it's going to be? Well, I'm going to speak for you, Matt, as well. We both are going to predict a, a Blues win. Mm-hmm. Um, scoreline, never really thought about it. But usually I find that with, with first games, they're around that, I'd estimate around that eight to 12 difference of winning margin. I'll lean closer to maybe the 12 in this game. So I'm going to go out on a limb and say maybe 26 to 14, I'd say there's, yeah, there's going to be, yeah, there's going to be quite a few tries and I think there's going to be a penalty goal on both teams at least. We're very close, mate. I've got New South Wales 26, 18. Oh, I did think that, you know, I think they can easily score four tries. This, I think the benchmark for New South Wales and attack this, this series is going to be four tries. I think we're at mm. least going to get to four every, every game here. Uh, it's going to be if Queensland can obviously match that. And I think they're going to fall just short here. I think penalty, got penalty goals will be at a premium. So I think if someone does get a, you know, a penalty shot within 30 metres, they will take the two uh, if it's a close game. So a couple of penalty goals in there, but I think 26 to 18 on this one. First try scorer, mate. You love a punt. So <laughs> everyone knows obviously, that. <laughs> obviously gamble responsibly, everyone. If you had to throw a cheeky little uh, bet here on a first try score, who, who would you throw it on? If I gave you one guess, who would you say I'm going to put it on? Look, it might be the same as me. I've gone uh, my boy, the Fox. Oh, okay. Uh, I'm going to go. I'm going to go. Uh, Tommy Turbo. <laughs> I'm yeah, putting to- Tommy Turbo, yeah. Uh, he's just going to be very dangerous. Um, the thing is, he is going to be lining up against Kirk Capewell, who's a really good defender. The other option is definitely Latrell Mitchell. He's going to really you know, take it to Dan Gagai. He is the one who helped me win my largest multi in the past and state of origin. So I have a very soft spot for Latrell Mitchell. But yeah, I think if you pick any of these uh, centers of the Blues... They're going to get at least a try each. Uh, may not be this game, but it could be just across the series. They're both, they're both going to at least score one try each. Uh, very quickly, before we go to our last one here, I'll give you a quick turbo first try scorer story. So I had, oh, I want to say it's three years ago now. It was when we first played in Perth, I think. And I had I had Tommy Turbo for first try scorer. And I oh, had, that happened? And I had within seven minutes. Oh, within eight minutes. Uh, eight minutes, but yeah. It was... Eight minutes and four seconds, I think. So I just missed it literally by second. <laughs> it was where he took the took the bomb and went over. So anytime someone says turbo try score, I just shiver from that potential loss. But yeah, no, nah, it's a great shower. I think turbo in the arena, you know, we, we've seen he he he's one of the best always when he's in a blue jersey. So it'll be very interesting. Who do you have? Lastly, man, of the match. Who's going to really control this game for the Blues? In our opinion, and get the win here. Man of the match. I I really don't know, but if I had to pick one, I mean, I think the obvious one would say, you know, for you as well, would probably be Nathan Cleary, wouldn't you agree? Yeah, I've got, I've but, got to, this is his game. 
yeah, Nathan Cleary. But in terms of, you know, I think that some of the forwards can be quite underappreciated. I might even throw out, not because I'm mainly fair, maybe even a Jake Chaboyevich, you know, if he's, if he's got that sort of rough defense, you know, he's moving to that prop position. If he can, you know, do those sort of classic um, tackles, knock the ball out a few times, you know, that's going to earn him quite a few brownie points. So yeah, Jake Chaboyevich, I, I reckon it's a smoky to sort of win man of the match. And obviously, lastly, before we go, we can't, you know, we have to, if you're looking at a first try score, anytime try score, even man of the match, James Tedesco, he's been carrying that Roosters team all season, put him in a team filled with superstars. I, I expect a great game from from our man here. So just wanted to leave that with him to go, you know, and you've, I think you said it even in the New South Wales thing, you've got an anytime, you've got a uh, same game multi, you want to slap an anytime on there, go Teddy. It's it's going to it's gonna be good money. Yeah, definitely. Like, I can picture how he's going to score it. It's just going to be an out-the-ball back, and he's going to be flying top speed. He'll throw a dummy, and he'll just run straight at, I'm going to predict Dan Gagai. He's going to run oh. over him. Okay, beautiful. Can't wait. So, obviously, guys, uh, Wednesday night, it's going to be a huge game from Townsville, Queensland, Country Bank Stadium. Somehow the the Morons got two games in Queensland this year, but, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll be up for the challenge, I think. You know, that neutral ground up there in Townsville, we'll be able to walk up there and hopefully get a victory here. So, Chris... I'll be there with you, mate, in the bar watching it. So thanks for coming on with this one, mate, and we'll see you on Wednesday for the game. Yeah, that's it. Up the blues. Up the blues. Thanks for listening, guys. Have a great day. Hear from you soon. Cheers.